Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Shift. Um, this week's guest is Kenise Mowgli. We actually recorded this episode on November 9th, so ages ago now. Um, but I had recorded a bunch within the same few weeks, and then, of course, I still am late with the episodes. This is just, like, typical me. I have no concept of time, especially then when I get busy. I'm just like, what fucking day is it? Or, like, oh, shit, I forgot to do that. So... Anyway, one day, hopefully, I'll have someone helping me with this and it'll be much smoother. Oh, God, that'll be the dream. Um, but yeah, so this uh, episode, uh, well, before I talk about this episode, I'll let you know that the Patreon has the other episodes up. I just still have to put up um the one I recorded a few days ago with Daniel McKenna that I'll go up on Patreon tonight or today, whenever I have time. And um, But I'm probably going to put his episode out earlier than the other ones, even though he his was recorded late, but just because he's promoting um his um well I don't know if the right word is promoting but we'd love to tell people about his uh marathon he's doing in Ireland and you can do it anywhere all over the world because you'll have an app but yeah so I'll, I'll have to post that one earlier and then we have um an episode with Blair Dawson that I did um uh, just after uh we taped this one with Kenise I say we but it's just me um and then Carmen Legala was before that so still have to put up her one as well and I think that's I think that's it. So I have lo- loads backlog. So I have to put them up. But if you want to see any early or or watch the the videos, it's all up on Patreon forward slash Shift Podcast. If you haven't watched my special, the special is I'll do it myself on my YouTube. My YouTube is at Katie Bull Comic, but that's up there. And then on the Patreon, I put the Q and A from the end um of the special up there as well. So that's only up on Patreon. So yeah, and then I have to do a solo episode still and put that up there. Um, but this episode, uh, like I said, we recorded a month ago, but um, Kenise talked about like giving up booze uh, for health reasons. And so she doesn't drink at all. I was talking about like dating, not drinking, having sex, not drinking and kind of like, yeah, like the kind of benefits and, and then just uh, the like having to experience all of this without the sort of, you know, the way booze makes everything seem easier to do sometimes. Um, so we chat about that and uh she also chatted as well about mental health and like uh trying different medication and what kind of worked and her experience with that and then at the very end we talked about um a little bit just at the end about Israel and Palestine so if you're all politics out um that's just at the end of the episode and um we kind of just went on a little like um like you know what we hear and what people message us and message us and what we think are kind of like the hypocrisies about it all yeah that's at the end of the episode and again it was in the realm of November 9th so that's when we 
recorded that. So not that anything's really changed. It's still um, the same. Uh, but that was the kind of messages and stuff we were receiving around that time. And so other than that, I don't, I think that's all. Um, well, I guess I should tell you is that obviously I'll be back in Dublin and those, I, 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 it says on the event break going fast. I don't know what that means. I mean, I guess I do. I mean, it probably means go fast. But, or maybe did it say low tickets? Well, anyway, I'll be in Dublin on the 29th, so get your tickets. And um, obviously, if you're there in October, it'll be similar uh, set. It's the new hour I'm working on. But um, hopefully, you know, in the past two by then, by the time I get there, it'll be two months. So hopefully, a lot of the jokes will have fixed or changed or it'll have some new bits in there too we'll see like fingers crossed so uh um uh yes yeah, so i hope you guys come out and um i hope you enjoy it and uh it's at crack den and um yeah there's definitely some new bits that i didn't have in october that i already have for this so it's exciting so yeah so we'll see um and obviously leland will be doing a set as well so he wasn't there in october so that'd be great and he has so many jokes about me so uh, we get to <laughs> we get to I get to riff off that um, and oh god yeah Jer Staunton who we all love is coming to the Dead Rabbit in um uh oh god uh, January 9th so he'll be headlining and that's that Irish show that um I run with the Dead Rabbit and I I just MC it but um uh, we have a brilliant opener as well a mama sardar so she'll be uh, the opener for the night and then he's gonna do um he's gonna headline it so and he, we're flying him in to do it so it's a lot of fun so if there's any if you if you know any uh if you're in new york or if you know anybody in new york who'd like that to go to that gig and the dead rabbit's just the best like the cocktails and honestly as well like they have treated the comedians and us better than most long run comedy venues you know <laughs> so it's really nice it's really refreshing and um yeah and then I don't know if this will go up in time but I'll be at another comedy club that I love um uh, uh New York Comedy Club Stamford um well I, I love New York Comedy Club but they also have a location in Stamford and I'll be there tonight but I don't think you'll hear this in time and then um where else will I be where else will I I don't actually by the time another episode comes out but I guess Dublin's the main one and um uh yeah and then uh the yeah oh god I just said uh yeah yeah did anybody understand that because that was like a different language um <laughs> but I'll let you go I'll let you listen to this episode and I hope you enjoy and uh make sure to follow Kenise also if you do listen to this in time Kenise is in Boston tonight running her hour if you miss it make sure to follow her and go uh see her comedy because she's absolutely hilarious and other than that I love you all I really appreciate you listening and sorry this was a fucking six minute intro okay bye uh for the shift listeners uh thank you guys so much uh for listening as usual and this week's guest we have Kenise Mowgli hello thank you so much for having me thanks did I pronounce your last name correctly yes you okay, did great. I'm always nervous because I always Irish names what would the Irish version of my I last name no be? idea I'm okay. a, that's what I thought it would be yeah I was like <laughs> some people say mobly and I'm like no don't say it like that yeah yeah that's that sounds like mafia yeah it's like no no <laughs> that sounds you. like Italian mafia not Irish mafia I'm very square I, I'm not mafia yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. And I had asked you earlier if there was anything um, related to dating, mm-hmm. sex, uh, relationships. And you had said a couple of things, but you were newly newly sober? Yes. And that's so... I actually think that's really interesting for the Irish listeners because 
I'm going to generalize and I would say majority Irish people would really struggle with going on first dates or having sex without booze. Cause like we're a country that really relies heavily on a bit of yes. lubrication. I did <laughs> as well. Um, so some people are sober because they made a choice and they were like, I would like to be better. But I'm medically so like I'm on. So I had a stroke. I'm on all these stroke medications. So they're like, you absolutely cannot drink. Yeah. And I loved drinking like I never had a rock bottom. I just it had a nice time. Yeah. And now I can't do it. And so to go on dates now, it is really hard to be like, what do you like? And it's also like, oh, I could, when I'm drinking, I'm like, this is so interesting and I'm compelled and I must kiss this man. But when I'm sober, I'm like, I could take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so funny. And you're so much more confident and then you're so much like, fuck it. Yeah. Like rejection's fine. I'll go dance on a table afterwards. But when you're sober, it's like you're able to calculate the consequence. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Another lonely number of days because this copywriter doesn't like me. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And how long have you been sober? A year. A year. And that's so interesting about it being like a a medical condition because I I know some friends who were medically told not to drink and they still did and they still drink okay yeah i mean it's hard (laughs) it's hard to get some people not to drink when it's been like a big part of their yeah yeah it's the thing that like made me feel like an open person because i was very shy um sometimes people would say i wasn't shy because they were like you're mean so you're not shy like you tell people off but you don't talk to them socially (laughs) and i was like okay I, i said i could work on that uh but i started drinking and i was like immediately like Okay, I, I was blackout drunk at a grad school event and I woke up and I had apparently talked to the dean of students and gotten a job at the college and worked there for two years as like one of the student ambassadors and like starting comedy. It was drinking, drinking, drinking. And so now, yeah, it's like, what do you even do? And wait, wait a sec, you guys have the desire to stay out? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not into this enough. I'd love to go to sleep, actually. Yeah. I feel like that too because I stopped drinking as much um, and I definitely, I went off for a long time too. Mm-hmm. I actually, mine was medical too because I was on these like antibiotics for a really long time. Yeah. And I remember being out with a group of Irish people here and being like, yeah, no, I just can't drink because I'm on antibiotics. And I was on for like six months. It was like a crazy Jeez. long time. Yeah. yeah, that's a long time. And then uh, they were like, it was like they didn't believe me. <laughs> You know, or like they were like offended that I was staying sober for the night. And this isn't all Irish, but it was definitely this group of people. Because I remember like one of the guys was like, I don't know if he thought I was lying and he thought I was poor, but he like (laughs) bought me a drink. And I was like, no, I definitely can't. You know, you buy me a Coke. I don't drink Coke. We can buy me a ginger ale. But it was like, yeah, it's uh, it was like a weird thing that I had to like defend the fact that I wasn't drinking. Goodness. I can't imagine someone being like oh, this must be a poor thing. You yeah, know, like, yeah. It must be because you can't afford booze. But if you could, you would have some booze, right? And, and that's that's only logical. Or sometimes I do feel it, and it's not all Irish people, but there is a pressure to drink around Irish sometimes because mm-hmm. it's a real drinking culture. It doesn't mean that we're all alcoholics, but we do love the booze. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, sometimes if you're the one not, there's, like, a suspicion. And I don't know if it's, like, oh, you're judging me because I'm drinking, but it's, like... Yeah, you could still have a good time. Yeah. Or maybe as well, because when people get so drunk, they say dumb stuff. They don't want a sober person around. Remember? <laughs> yeah. And I do remember, like, I I was out with a friend, and he was drinking, and I wasn't. And he was chatting to someone who was like, 
15 years younger than him. But overall, I could remember everything. Yeah. And he is like, why are you bringing this up? <laughs> like, I was like, oh, no, I remember all the details about her and her excitement over her senior year in college. I No, I remember. I was there. So, yeah, no, thank yeah. you. She's yeah. talking about My Little Pony. <laughs> oh, she, practically. Yeah. She, was, she was talking about how she was so excited to go to something over the summer with her friends and I was like oh wow I'm in such a fundamentally different place in my life yeah. and I'm happy for you but you sound dumb to me yeah. and I don't want to talk to you some more it's also like as well it's it's not even an offense to them but it's like nearly triggering because you're like oh I remember when <laughs> when I was like you know the world was on fire but yeah. I was just like woohoo yeah it's all gonna work out I'm gonna be the one to make it yeah yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, you grow over time, slowly you're broken of yeah. that. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, there's still some delusional old people that we know. Absolutely. Yeah. Men in comedy, for sure. Yeah. Um, but not all of them. But yeah, no, some of them chunk. are nice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. some of them you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, your, that's your big play. Okay, well. Yeah. No, that's that's so funny. I feel too um, with the uh, sober thing, what you said about like not staying out late too. Like you do when you're not drinking on a night out and you're – like okay yeah you do have the fun but you, there is an element that where it gets to a certain point of the night that you're like they've gone into a different reality yes i i, I can't i don't belong in this i don't it doesn't make sense to me mm -mm. and bedtime does seem like a better yeah um yeah that's hard to navigate especially as well when it is for you you can't for health reasons mm -hmm. it's good you're sticking by it stick by it yeah i mean i'm so like I'm on these pills they're like if you don't take these pills your heart you're going to die like they, they didn't say it like that but it feels like that yeah and so it's like, okay, I'll take these pills. I'll do it. I'll do it. And yeah, I've been on dates. I don't go on dates as much also. Um, but I've been on dates where it's like that person's drinking. I'm not drinking. Then they ask about it and you've got to be like, oh, well, for health reasons. Da, 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 da. And they're like, oh. And you can just tell like a shift. And also just, yeah, I um, every hookup I had before was with drinking so is this the first time you've hooked up so have you gotten to hook up sober yet i mean i've been in relationships and like hooked up with people sober that way but like usually the first time is yeah. after a drink yeah and yeah to just be like oh i'm thinking completely about like the way my body looks the way your body looks mm -hmm. the environment that we are in okay does, is this house clean like yeah. you're just thinking about a lot of different things i think too like um you know i think there's a lot coming out with people with like uh, neurodiversity, like ADHD or like autism spectrum and stuff like that, and I I I make this claim that every Irish person has ADHD. Okay, because <laughs> I feel like we're just self medicating as a country with booze. Ooh. Um, and so uh, I think that when you have sex for the first time without booze or even after, like I feel like there's something with booze that makes you so slippery and like okay, but then when there's no booze, you're like aware like does he need to kiss my neck for five yeah. seconds <laughs> this is really irritating okay. you know or like why we're not moving smoothly we're yes. not and i feel more like rigid and i feel more anal not in an anal sexual <laughs> way but like in a i'm aware of the lights i'm yes. aware of the noise yeah yes none of that has like it's almost like with booze i act like imagine like a switchboard for like DJing or something and like the dials on certain things are turned down and the dial on sensation is turned up but to have it all like where it naturally sits you're like oh shit I know I gotta really like you to be here and that's new <laughs> like yeah and then as well for like women um you know the way they uh say like sex hurts if your vagina is not like wet yeah and yeah. ready to go and like warmed up like an engine or whatever so like if you're sober and uh, and things are starting to irritate you 
and then you're still trying to go with it but then and then the sex gets a little painful because you, you're uh, and then you're like you can't whereas when you're drunk you're just like a free flapping yeah. <laughs> fish <laughs> it really helps i would like for there to be something that is not booze that has the effect of booze yeah. that makes it easier to date i'm like I went on a date, I was traveling uh, last month, I was in Rome, and I went on a date, and man, it was sober in Rome, which also there, they're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> the 12-year-old has a yeah, glass of wine. Yes, <laughs> exactly, there were children and yeah. stuff, and so it's just like, oh, yeah, and so just being like, I don't, I don't actually like this person, <laughs> like, but with when drinking, yeah. I would be like, I'm in Italy, I'm getting fucked, yeah. <laughs> like. I mean, every, every guy i dated with a bit of booze or whatever yeah it was just this amazing until then i hung out with them sober and i was like did he always talk about trump <laughs> <laughs> what happened yeah yeah being able to realize and remember all of that yeah but also like someone was asking because i've dated a bit but i'm like si i'm single and most of the time I have been single, but they're like, oh, is, are there any of the people that you've dated in the past that you'd want to date again? Or do you feel like any of those people would have worked out for like a marriage or something? And I'm like, oh, absolutely not. Like now, especially now that I'm sober, not a single one of them would I like to be in a long term relationship with. Yeah, well, I mean, that's great, though. That's great that it worked, it, that, it, that you were able to have that kind of. So moving forward, then you know that whoever you pick is going to be for a long term because you're able to kind of cut out the bullshit quicker yes yeah absolutely and i'm less like that's fine i just had a moment where i realized my mic is a little too low yeah 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 as you were saying that i was like oh my god concentrate on listening but why are my levels slow totally get it <laughs> i literally need a producer um i find exactly because something happened to me where i had to lower the booze just because it was one of those gray air it's not technically gray area but it was like whatever you know where you put yourself in a well whatever anyway yeah i'm like <laughs> okay <laughs> gonna victim blame myself <laughs> but no it definitely was like i just wanna i don't think maybe comedy is such a safe space for for booze yeah um and that did help then going forward with like uh yeah i mean i still date a lot of crazy guys and i still went on uh, <laughs> and dated and had drinks but like just the remembering experiences too like i want to i don't want to be blackout drunk and not remember yeah. like the nice moments or or yeah on a date like you go on the second date and you're repeating stuff and they're like oh you already asked me about my childhood and you're like oh, oh could you just give me the cliff notes yeah what happened yeah did i did i seem excited about what you said or scared about what you said like yeah. remind me how did i react with the last time then okay cool yeah so how do you find it now without drinking and so like with everything you said already but like to kind of give a time stamp on the date. So let's say like when the guy isn't great, but you're drinking, it kind of gets more fun as you drink. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you can stay longer. I've, I've felt that way so many times. Yeah. I used to go on like six hour first dates. Yeah. I don't recommend that at all. That's a bad, like six hours for a first date, unless it's someone who you want to spend the rest of your life. I'm like, what was I doing? We were spending, we should have said goodbye. We yeah. were, it was bad. But uh, now it is like, well, I've got something to do later. So two hours i'm in yeah. and out if it lasts any longer than that something's gone wrong okay goodbye yeah i, I think that's yeah really important po no in our point because it is a huge red flag when you kind of like end up spending the whole night and you're like you, we associate that with romance but any guy that i've spent like well i mean me and leland did 
uh, also stay out drinking yeah. all night, and that's like a rare thing. But also, we didn't see each other intensely that first week. Yeah, and didn't you know each other before? We knew each other for like four years. Yeah, so sure. <laughs> but guys, like first date that I met that hung out with me all night and took me for breakfast the next day, and we ended up spending like going for dinner, and it was like that, like oh, this is what the movies are about. They were like three months down the line about to lock me in their basement. <laughs> so it's really Ooh, like... Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's it's bad. It's better to take your time and get to know... And then you just run out of things to talk about as well. You, yeah. you blew all your load in the first month. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to say. Yeah. There's nothing. So yeah. you will be like, okay, I've got things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, unless like, unless I am moved to spend a long time with someone like... I'm not saying it'll never happen. It just hasn't happened in the year since I haven't been drinking. But I do imagine there are people with whom I would have a lot in common and want to spend time with, like, continuously. But even then, I feel like part of me would be like, I'm having such a nice time with you. Yeah. I can't wait until we do this again yeah. versus let's get it all out right now. Yeah, and have some patience. And I that's a, the t- sober, less drinking in general, I think, makes you a more patient person. Because you're, you're like, okay, yeah, I'll go home, I'll watch my show, I'll see them again. But I feel like if I like when I'm drinking, there becomes an urge to drink more. So even if I went on a date, it wouldn't even be necessary to just stay with them, but just yeah. like keep the crack going. Yeah, uh, it feels nice. Yes. Yeah. But you haven't had um, sober sex with a first date since. Not a first date, no. Like uh, there hasn't been like someone since you've been like sober. No, I mean I've had I've had sex with people, but it's like the second or third date. Okay, yeah, yeah. so you get a little more. That's yeah. also better too. I feel like that's so much safer, and I feel like for men too. Like a lot of men will be like, oh, you know, like uh, the issue with consent and and drinking and all of that stuff, and they're like, what if I get in trouble or whatever? And it's like if you're all too drunk, just wait. Yeah, wait. Uh, you can wait till the date two. Have great sex date two. I, to me, I love the anticipation. Yeah. I love that feeling of I'm into this person and I I kind of want to see what they look like naked. Yeah. Like, what is that like? Ooh. And like, it helps me to not, it's not healthy to like build up a person in your head unrealistically, but it does help me to like, oh, I wonder what this person's up to or mm-hmm. this or that because I'm excited to see them again. Um and I have found on sometimes when I had sex on the first date, it was like, oh, I'm never talking to this Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm leaving their house at 4 a.m. I'm yeah. calling a cab. I don't even know if I can afford a cab. Right? Like, I just, I'm thinking of one specific person, but it was like, <laughs> yeah. his dick smelled bad. And just, it was a night of drinking, and <laughs> we went back to his place, and his dick smelled bad, and he was talking about how we were going to spend so much time together and all this, and I was like, oh, I've I've got to, I'm going to call a car. I've, I'm sorry, I've got work in the morning. I've, I've got to, like, just. I mean, how, like, how, I have to say, I don't think I've ever had the experience of smelly dick. And I don't remember. I feel like that would be charred in your brain. But, like, wash your dick in the. Yeah, hit hit the foreskin. Hit Pull it back. Clean oh, around Oh, yeah, the foreskin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to wash the foreskin, lads. Yeah. Irish lads know that, but they have foreskin. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe like, I yeah, just wash your t- like. Also, just if because like if you were out all day and you're sweaty, just go and pop into the bathroom. Yeah, just do, do a fresh shun up. Yeah, yeah. A, a rinse off, a splash, a 
wipe down something. But no, this was like, oh, you've been out all day. I can. I and can. so, did you still have sex with him? Or? Uh, we did have sex. It's such a woman thing to be like. I don't want to tell you your dick is bad, so smells bad. So I'll just fuck with leave. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be easier than have to deal with the insecu- the the crying or whatever yeah. or the the whatever's gonna happen result mm-hmm. of saying you have a smelly dick. Yeah, and then maybe they'll yell something at you like you smell. Like, it could be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, it's like suddenly. So yeah, I was just like. This is a lesson to me, and I'm learning about myself, and what I do and don't want, and I definitely don't want that. That I don't no, want. No, no smelly dick. Um, um, but yeah, I, did you blow him? No, right, I think yeah. I started to, and I was like, ah, oh, let's move to sex. Yeah. <laughs> we're already here, but that can't be so close to my nose. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. That's so funny. You wanted a way, but then it's like, well, that, is that smell on my vagina? Is clothes? I mean, it, it was protected, but still, I'm like, it was clothes. <laughs> still, like, uh, yeah, where, is the sweat? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna make sure I'm not. It's also like, that. yeah, is the smell like? Are you ill? You know, like when yeah. someone has a bad breath, it's a bad toot or bad belly. Mm. You're like, is there something going on here? I don't know. Anyway, is the dick trying to tell you he's ill? Maybe. He needs to go Maybe to the that's doctor. The, that's a new test that doctors have to do. <laughs> they're like, you go into the doctor's office and they just smell your dick. And they're like, yeah, you've got three months to live. <laughs> yeah. I can tell. <laughs> and how do men um, react? Just because I had a friend say that she uh had men react badly when she would tell them she has like one of those lifelong uh illnesses that she can live with mm-hmm. uh but it does affect her health and they, they react very like strange do, do you find men react Just like weird? oh suddenly it's like oh is it okay if i drink uh oh. and you're like yeah it's, you have a drink yeah. um if you get drunk i'm not gonna fuck you <laughs> yeah, like, yeah i mean i may not fuck you anyway i'm not fucking on the first date now but uh I would love to want to fuck someone on the first date, but I just haven't um, wanted to. But being sober, I also know, like, it's sketchy if I, as a totally sober person, do sleep with a drunk person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's better. Because even then, like, if they were like, oh, I was kind of planning to wait, even something as simple as that, you don't want to. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, just people need to wait. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think it's useful to... I think of all a lot of my dating stories from my 20s, and that was a big chunk of my stand-up, especially getting started, and just like awkward situations I've been in, and how many of those simply wouldn't have happened if I hadn't been drinking. Yeah. And so now it is like, oh, I'm just, yes, I'm losing out on some of that feeling that I genuinely like, but man, some of the sketchy situations I've been in, the times I was like scared, like a lot of those are not, happening now which is really nice yeah and as well um no fear you know like did you we call a hangover the fear um so not even just fear of being assaulted but because that could still happen anyway but the fear uh the next morning when you wake up like feeling like did i say the right thing guilty or i didn't want to have sex with him i wanted to you know you're you're yeah that 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 must be really i found that when i cut out drinking as much that i was like oh it's nice to not wake up just pure depression yes i really really like i mean i have issues with depression anyway and i sent you a message about that because it was like i also started on antidepressants and that has made me feel better about myself and my worth and all that so in some of these instances 
I wouldn't have slept with someone if I hadn't been drinking. But also, I wouldn't have slept with this person if I had been feeling better about myself. <laughs> like, yeah. And to feel better about myself does make it like, oh, I don't need this. I don't need this at all. It's it's so true. Cause, um, and I do want to talk about antidepressants because I'm, I'm very curious about that. But I think the listeners will be as well. But uh, uh, I think... Um, the the self-value like where it's like you could be kind of drinking feeling low and a guy could be like actively talking about how women are dirt yeah and then you sleep with him yeah and then you I'll feel prove, guilty the I'll next show day. him <laughs> yeah, with yeah. my vagina I'll show yeah. him yeah and then when you kind of go to therapy drink less have a healthy relationship with your like life or booze or friends and then you're like oh no I don't need to be like uh, and that's not even just with like men like friends who treat you bad or yeah like I just a- got asked to do a show with a comedian who I know is um uh, and a he or well he's also done some like really shady shit to me and he's done some shady shit to other people and I I said to my boyfriend I was like oh should this be like an empowering thing where I should do it because I don't need to not do stage not do shows because of him and he was like you don't need stage time like, yeah. if you're gonna feel uncomfortable. <laughs> And he goes, you could also say it. And I go, I don't want to say it to this show booker because I know that they're friends and I, I don't have the emotional strength right now to be even like in that sort of element of drama. And yeah. it's a boy. I've said it to like girls before, but I'm like, I'd rather just say I'm busy. And he was like, say you're busy. You've got that weekend. You've sh- you're on the road. Yeah. Take the night. Out. You don't need to put yourself. And I was like, oh, this is so. And then I said no. And I didn't feel guilty about not doing a spot. And you're like this is so much better to kind of value yourself and yeah yeah yeah, you don't have to do you don't have to be the people pleaser not at all so i think that comes with like not drinking as much or therapy or healthy yeah Yeah, just loving yourself loving yourself is great um i'm in therapy as well um but yeah i i guess yeah this past year i've done the big three i've stopped drinking i'm on medication i'm in therapy and yeah so many i've gone on not, I don't go on tons of dates, but I go on dates. But so many times I'm like, oh, I think I used to operate from this position of like, oh, I've got to convince them that I'm worthwhile. And that's mm-hmm. like what I'm doing on this date. I'm showing them that I'm a useful person. And now it's like, do I like this person? Yeah. And having that, even though it's a small shift that apparently a lot of people have already made, uh, it's so useful to me because it's like, oh, I don't actually like this person. And I don't want to see them naked. Yeah. And the thought of hanging out at that person's house, I don't want to do that. Yeah. No, it's such good advice. I remember a friend saying I was seeing a guy and he was gorgeous and the sex was great and we'd have loads of sex. But my God, when he'd open his mouth, I'd be like, I can't even. He was just so narcissist and so mm-hmm. self-involved. But she was like, when I, we were all hanging out and she was like, would you be friends with this guy <laughs> if there wasn't like sex involved? And I was like, oh no, never. And she was like, that's probably an indication of something. Probably should be dating him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like looking for something more from it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, no. That's. Uh, I think that's a really good. And I don't. I don't. I don't think most people have come to that. I think most people. I think as well when you try to sell yourself on dates or to friends or like whatever, then or yeah, I guess in dates, let's say if you're trying to be like this best version of yourself, and that, but then there's kind of a pressure too, and you're keeping it up, and you're like, no, like. You should always think I'm amazing. And instead of being like, oh, wait, are they giving that back? Are they treating yeah. me the same? Yeah. Man, since doing that, it has been like, oh, you're not trying. Yeah. And that's probably an indication of how interested you are in this or how much work you would even put into a yeah. relationship. And I don't need someone who's going to like climb Mount Everest every time. But I I do want someone who wants to be here. And 
In fact, your not wanting to be here makes me want to be here less. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not going to try to dazzle you or have sex with you to convince you that I'm worthwhile. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Oh, no, exactly. And and and, and they're kind of um just talking about themselves not asking you questions like all of these things like we're not who is who is the time like i do think a lot i hope me and leland are together forever but if if we did break up i do think god i can't imagine having to go out (laughs) on dates again but i do think i'm in a better space that if i did i'd be able to kind of cut off the bullshit very quickly i feel like i wasted a lot of time listening to guys problems or their life or their backstory get a therapist like that's so frustrating (laughs) I see my friends dating people like this, but also, yes, in my 20s I did this. Just so many dudes who were like, oh, no, I don't need a therapist. I'll just burden a woman yes. I know. And you're like, what? I know. It's also like the problem with men like that too, and and men don't do it just to girls they go on dates with. They do it with their female friends. Yes. And it's like, unfortunately, when you're not a qualified therapist – so they come and burden you with their problems and, and, and that's totally fine. I'm happy to listen, but it can't be like constant and it can't yeah. be like, and then they expect you to be a therapist, but A, we're actually not qualified and B, you're, you only want to hear what you want to hear. Exactly. So, so yeah. sometimes when we're like, yeah, no, I, I definitely wouldn't treat that woman that way. And yeah. I think she's actually kind of in the right to be upset. Yeah. And then they're mad, like, well, we're friends and stuff. And it's like, I just listened to you two hours. <laughs> and actually, my advice is you're being a dick. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not a therapist. I'm not also qualified to explain the complexity complexities of a woman's brain that I've never met. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So stuff like that. And you're like, you're kind of putting us in a position where we're, you're like, yeah, you're gonna, you're not going to be happy with the end. Whereas at least with a therapist... You can be like, oh, well, they're qualified yes. and okay. You're like, w- I remember one time with uh, like Leland and I, I, there was like something happened with his health. But I was like, I don't think you're going to listen to me, but I think you should talk to the doctor. Mm. And the doctor, he comes back and he goes, oh, yeah, the, every, it was everything I had said. And and he but he was like then taking the doctor's advice. And I understand and I understand where he's coming from, too, because I'm not. And that's why I was like, I need you to just go to yeah, the doctor. Uh, don't just keep saying this at me. <laughs> yeah, go, go to the, to yeah. exactly. Because yeah. you're not going to believe because you, you, it's easy for you to go. Well, you're not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> well, then why'd you tell me? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah. So antidepressants. I think that's really I think Irish people are terrified of um, pills. Yeah. Um, big stigma against it. Which I think the Gen Z will slowly but surely uh, fix. Um, so, ha- like, what different... Did, was it the first medication you took that worked? No, no. So I've taken medication off and on. And I started with Celexa, and it felt like like electric zaps in my brain. It was bad. And so I got off that very quickly because I was like, I'm tired all the time, and it feels like a TV that's going in and out of static, and I don't like this feeling at all. And then years later, I tried... My doctor was like, I think also my doctor was a little bit of a pill pusher. Uh, <laughs> she was like, you need to take both Wellbutrin and Lexapro. You'll take one in the morning, one at night, da 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 And I felt okay, but I got to the point where I felt so okay. I was like, I don't think I need this anymore. <sighs> and then two years went by, and then I had like a really bad like depressive episode. And so I was like, okay, like I'm just crying on the floor. I'm not able to do my job. This isn't effective. And so now I'm on Lexapro. And the first week or so you have to like your body has to adjust to it. I was a bit tired. But after that, it's so 
much easier to do certain things because I um, kind of do the negative self-talk mm. and I also will spiral on an idea really, mm. really easily. So it'll be like, that's not going to work out. And then all these ways that it's not going to work out and then just goes down and you're not going to be good at this and, and it just goes down and down and down. But it's like the medication just is like a little ledge that's like, hey, step off on step off from the the spiral step onto this little ledge you can see the spiral you can see that's not going anywhere good and then you can pull yourself back wow and that's i find it so helpful yeah. and it also helps with like my relationships cuz i don't just assume that everyone hates me yeah. or that somebody's mad at me and then mm-hmm. act as though they're mad at me and they're like what the fuck <laughs> like where is this coming from and so that for me, it's been so helpful. And for people that I care about, it's been so helpful. I'm not going to say everyone needs to take it. Although I will say, I, it's not legal, but I do wish that I could drug my mother. Yeah, Just same. like slip it into her, to her food. I wish I could have drugged her 20 years ago. Yes. <laughs> like oh, when she was raising me, oh, yeah. I, I feel like she would have had such a better time mm-hmm. if she had been on medication because she was my um, single mom, just stressed out all the time. And I'm like, I wish to God you had had this, just the ability to step away from the spiral and take a breath yeah. and reassess where you are, but you were just on that spiral all the time. And so it is not legal. I will not drug my mom. I'm just putting that out there. I'm not going to do it. But I do think it could help a lot of people and that if you're considering it, you can always try it and then get off it. If, you, if it doesn't yeah. work for you, you can always stop it. It's not like I went to uh, – and this is part of the process of learning and like seeing who you trust and all that but I went to a psychiatrist for just like one appointment and this guy is clearly a pill pusher Mm -hmm. because we'd only talked for 30 minutes and he was like okay this is my diagnosis of you and this is my diagnosis based on what you said about your mom of your mom so your mom probably has this disorder and you probably have this disorder and here's gabapentin which is like uh anti-seizure medication and if you start taking it and then you stop taking it it could permanently ruin your brain chemistry and I was like I don't think I should we've talked for 30 I don't think that I should be jumping into this hardcore and I'm not psychotic and I don't have seizures like I don't think I should be on this that's really scary my friend had a similar experience here in New York with a psychiatrist and I'm like is this the same fucking psychiatrist it might be but same thing um 30 minutes uh diagnosed her um said that because she had wrote something about a family member she must have that also uh but she was like I 100% don't I know the symptoms this is not me it's something different um and then she basically had to fight them on it but then eventually they she was like i know that mine is whatever i've done the research and and now so basically she got the pills she needs yes and it, and it's something way more mild and she's like having a great like exa- kind of explaining like what you're explaining but again they were trying to prescribe like antipsychotic yeah and you're like that's i'm not like she's like i haven't seen any visions yes. <laughs> i'm not hearing voices i'm not seeing visions i'm not like it isn't a situation where like I disappeared for three days and I you found me walking naked yeah. down Central Avenue. Like it's it's not that serious. <laughs> like yeah. And also, if you are experiencing that symptom, please get help. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. there's like um, yeah, yeah. I think it's like really important to like because like with my therapist, I don't do therapy anymore. But when I did, she would obviously say things that I don't agree with, and that doesn't mean I don't go to therapy anymore. It just goes I can be selective and take what I know is useful for me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, I feel like with the pills, everything you're explaining and what you said, like I laughed because I was like, 
there are so many people that I'm like, I think they need that. Because <laughs> there's just so many times where someone was like, yeah, I know you were mad at me. And I'm like, having to, we're having to step back and go, okay, wait, what? Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, you actually didn't reply to my DM. And I'm like, oh, I get like 20 DMs a day. Yeah. And I truly just forgot. It's not personal. You have my phone number. You could have called. But like, that's the thing where, where people make like things that, personal where you're like mm-hmm. yeah or yeah and and th- those same people are people that are a little eggshell or are definitely i know have depression yeah and then um, and, and and yeah and i guess it's a projection of insecurity or like the negative voice and, and i do find like those type of people tend to like talk to me about that because i'd be quite like you know positive or they're like how do you have such a positive attitude with comedy and i'm like I don't know, because I'll jump off a bridge if I don't. Like, it's not... <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not... Uh, I just don't let that. But I'm lucky that I don't have... And I've had depressive episodes, but, like, it's o- never been over that sort of stuff. It was more over, like, childhood trauma stuff yeah. that I got to work out in therapy, and it's all good now. Hell yeah. Um, but, yeah, so with the, what you're saying, I'm like, oh, I do think that sounds like a really good help for it's, a lot it's of people. Especially in, like... I am a big proponent of like, yes, do therapy and these pills, but it is like, hey, if you are struggling, this helps it. This helps you even get to a mindset where you can address that. Because like some of these people, like no offense, um, and I've been in bad places too, but whatever. Some of these people, if you're so far gone, going to therapy, just therapy, isn't necessarily going to get you there because you're not even in a mental space to take the information that they're giving you Mm. to be able to discuss it from a more neutral perspective like you can't do any of that because you're so wrapped up because you're on the spiral and the medication again just lets you step off it and you can be like oh i flipped out at my mom and i'd like to not do that versus my mom's being such a bitch and all during therapy i'm just gonna freak out at my mom yeah yeah that's such a good point. How does it, what does it do to your brain chemistry? Do you know? I should know. I majored in psychology. <laughs> oh, I wow. should know this stuff. I majored in psychology and still didn't see a therapist. I majored in psychology and still was like, I don't know if I need medication. But I absolutely do. <laughs> um, I don't know what it does, but it works. In the same way that like I used to do, uh, I was, is it ecstasy or something else? That's bad that I would take drugs that my friends gave me, but I used to do those, and I don't know how they work, but I was like, I'm high. Yeah. Um, the, I would not call being on <laughs> Lexapro oh, being high. I understand what you're saying, though, and I do. I did read once that, because like with XT, it's like a big jolt in do- dopamine. Yes, yes. Um, And so it's probably like little It has jolts. your brain release like all of it yeah. at once, which is why the next day you just feel like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't do drugs because I'm afraid. Molly, but, um, that's what I Molly. used to do. Not a lot, but at parties sometimes I would be doing Molly. Yeah, I'm the. I just saw. Oh my god, I do this all the time. Actually, a, a mama was so funny. She sent me a meme where it, the girl's like, "I read a book and it said TikTok. I listen yes, to podcasts yes. TikTok. But I do this all the time, right? <laughs> Quote from TikTok." But there was this, I think he was a psychiatrist or psychologist. And I know that psychiatrist is the meds. Psychologist yes. is like talk. talk. Yeah, usually, yeah. So I'm guessing he might have been a psychiatrist, but he said to women, be careful when someone prescribes you um, medication because misdiagnosis in women happen a lot. Yes. If you're ADHD, a misdiagnosis in women in ADHD happens like constantly because it the the way women act on ADHD is different than men. Yeah. Which is like so funny because it's the same with um oh uh, you know that disease that disease that makes the ground shake. 
wobbly. Um, it begins with a V. Vertigo. Vertigo. That actually has different symptoms in women than it does men. Mm. Um, yeah, because my dad and my granddad have it, and I have it too. Oh shit! And yeah, it just comes like once every four years. It's okay. very, it's very light, but uh, they say. Uh, I remember being to the doctor and he was like, oh, symptoms are different in women. Because I was like, I don't think it's vertigo. But yeah, like the, the main symptoms are real. But uh, he was saying women are more likely to get like dizzy spells and stuff. But also, I don't know. that that's some, Anyway, back to... There are lots of gender differences and also based on what is... <laughs> allowed is kind of a strong word, but like based on what's societally recognized. Like if a lady is being distracted, it'll be like, oh, she's like... It won't. Nec- they won't necessarily think ADHD. They'll just be like, she needs to go over here, or like she. Yeah, PMS. Or, yeah, yeah. They always think it's something. It's so frustrating. And like the guy was saying that with ADHD, if you prescribe an ADHD woman um, antidepressants, uh, it it can make them go into a more depression or something oh. like that. I must find the TikTok and put it in the in the bio. I definitely nice. saved it because it was like, because uh, I wanted to send it to a few friends, but it was like. There's something with ADHD um, that if you bring up the dopamine, it's not because ours, if it's more that your front low tech, what's it called? Cortex? Low, uh, yeah, the low frontal lobes, yeah. Just shuts down. Interesting. Um, so like when you were, if you have ADHD and uh, you need to concentrate on a task, it shuts down. But if you have a deadline, you can like um, uh, cram. Yeah. And, and yeah, and so, but there's something to do with if, if you think that they're depressed it's a different medication you need then it can mm. it can hinder the pr- i really wished i had properly it's, learned you'll you'll cite video, the tiktok but I was it'll, ADHD, it'll be useful so. <laughs> i do i think that it is interesting because a lot of people assume depression because a lot of people have depression but sometimes it is bipolar sometimes it is something else and it's kind of like you do have to unfortunately take the time to like try this see if it doesn't work try something else and some people i think would rather just be sad (laughs) like but if you are willing to if you want to not just be depressed i think it is worth it to take the time to try out different like i know celexa doesn't work for me i now take lexapro uh and I, it really, really helps. Yeah. And as well, like, I'm just really looking at the symptoms of different conditions. And yeah. Yeah. Trying to, and um, with Lexapro, I remember Maddie Smith had a joke about how she was on it, but it affects her sex drive. Did oh, yeah, think? it does. Oh. It's, it's, it affects, it made it so much harder to come. <gasps> and <laughs> I think that's just being happy anyway. I, <laughs> yeah. So like, my sex drive went real low, the happier I got. <laughs> You know, I used to be this horny little fuck, and I was then like, you're real like, sad. I like myself. I don't need it. Yeah, um, yeah. I <laughs> knowing that it was lowering my libido, and I didn't come for like three weeks at first. But I like laid in my bed, and I like concentrated. Like, no, damn it, you're gonna break the seal, and you're gonna fucking come. <laughs> so just like, you know what? With reps every day, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can come again. <laughs> But I was I was like determined to do it. Um, But I do notice that it's like it takes a second for me to get there. And a guy has to like I actually have to be turned on by you. I can't just be somewhere else. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that. And then the same with booze. So you're you're going through that the multiple. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So if if he suddenly does something in the middle, I'll be like, "Eh, pause. Sorry. We got to reset the machinery here because. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah. Um, you said too when you're coming to terms with who you were before those things. Do you mean like before taking the antidepressants and? Yeah, before while I was drinking, before taking the antidepressants, before going to therapy, and just like. I have slept over at a man's house that I didn't know and broken into tears in the middle of the night. I've through I was living in Boston for a long time and like through snowstorms was seen men that I shouldn't have gone to their homes and then freaked out or like assumed that because I liked this person so much we were obviously going to have a future and when they're like no just been like what do you mean <laughs> so yeah I've been a, a sorry to those men but also some of them were jerks so like two monsters together doesn't mean one person's not a monster it's yeah. two monsters together um but I have I it's like oh wait yeah man you had some lapses in thinking with some of the things you were doing some of the ways you were behaving yeah I mean and I I think is it, it's one of those things where um not to like to try not to feel guilt about it and to be happy you're in a good place because I dated every um the probably the most unhinged men in New York City (laughs) I pursued actively a relationship okay um and and I do like I have all these stories and it's funny because they're all like constant stories and people are like but how did you or you're like nice or whatever and it's like yeah those are true but um a was used to crazy from my mother. Yeah. Uh, B wanted to fix everybody. C it was a trail. D if those guys were crazy, I definitely pushed them over the edge. <laughs> so, I mean, I found the most unhinged and then t- twisted the knife. Um, and it doesn't mean that it's just you know I I I I just knew how to be in relationships that were toxic. Yeah. Um, and you know at a certain point my cousin my dad were like it was like an intervention they were like you're just just the same pattern you're dating your mother like what is going on what do you want from this that's nice of your family to do yeah and just kind of being like yeah why why am i like because it is a sort of a sense of attention because all my conversations were about that for years uh i don't know if it was like repeating patterns or whatever but Mm. i think it's harder to just be in a healthy relationship be at peace I recognize that peace is better than that, like, psychotic, uh, you know, passionate, will they hit me, will they kiss me. Oh, God. I know, sorry. (laughs) No, that's fair, but also, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, I think I I liked all of that. It was, like, dramatic. It was Honestly, I should have played a sport for, like, 15 (laughs) years. I would have gotten a lot. And I think uh, comedy helped a lot, Mm because comedy, and the more better I got at it, the more spots I got, the more adrenaline was getting filled. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder as well, like I, I, you know, I'm only therapist diagnosed ADHD, but I do think, and I have a lot of coping mechanisms. I'm so much like in a better place than a lot of people who don't even realize maybe that that could be something they have. Yeah. Um, But I wonder as well, like, yeah, I think th- this stage really helps with whatever adrenaline I need. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, just do a sport or like <laughs> go to karaoke or do open mic. Something, or... yeah. Because otherwise, if you are chasing that feeling from the people around yeah. you, then yeah, that does seem like it would lead to some bad situations. Yeah, and there was loads of times where like I knew like this wasn't a good situation to be in or this isn't the right thing to say or do you know what I mean? So like even though like they were toxic, there was something toxic about me wanting to date them and yeah. be in that. And yeah, yeah, so... I get that. Yeah. But hey, we can say that was a part of 
the what, journey. Yeah, it was a part of the journey, but I'm past that, and I'm happy that I'm past that. And you know what? Good for me for getting out of that negative pattern of behavior. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I say to Leland, I'm like, you don't know how much power I have, <laughs> and I don't use it. <laughs> you know, I don't manipulate. I don't gaslight. I communicate, uh, and we just joke about it. And I don't do that, and I think it's a it's a decision. Like, you can, you can go... I'm not going to get mad and I'm going to listen to what they're saying and I'm not because it's so unfortunate when you like go to that place where you're like well how dare you oh you think I'm ugly in a dress all the time or whatever you yeah. said like whatever because now it's like they're afraid to bring up things in the future and it, and they're afraid to say this upset me when you did this because they're afraid of how you'll react yeah so it's like yeah it's better to just, just be like okay I'm going to I'm going to listen take some board even if this is annoy- annoying me for a second just say okay I need some space to like process yeah and that, it, that's work it's easier to just go fuck you yes <laughs> but it's nice to like and uh, also with body like part of that is like your body's reacting to it yeah. like you're heightening your heart's racing like all that stuff and the drugs i will say calm a lot of that down but also getting used to like sometimes around people you will have an uncomfortable moment but that moment is not the truth that moment is not a reflection of every aspect of your relationship that is a moment where you are feeling something take a second now that you've experienced it okay you can move to the all right there's some weight to what you're saying and i love you and so i will continue listening to you. Yeah, yes yeah. absolutely it's so interesting to like for, for people to go to therapy too because uh, you realize what are um like what your your childhood has affect so like that like <sighs> kids who grow up walking around eggshells or like with argumentative parents they tend to think they're in trouble all the time yes and so exactly what you said about like friends coming up and being like and i think i relate to when someone's like oh i thought you're because i'm like oh this is some sort of trauma trauma because like, <laughs> i'm also like i understood that feeling um but thankfully therapy made me realize oh not everybody is like your parent or, yes yeah or you're not in trouble or they, uh, honestly people That's don't even so think about yes that thing you said because they're thinking about their own life yes and if they do if they're a healthy person they'll bring it up and they'll bring it up in a you know when you said that and you get the chance to explain yourself yes um but yeah if it's yeah if you're hanging around healthy yeah so it's 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 i think that was like one of the best therapy lessons uh it's, you're, n- you're not always in trouble yes <laughs> i as I love my mom, she's great. Uh, I do wish I could drug her because yeah. yes, it was. Oh, suddenly I did this thing, and therefore, uh, it is a referendum on me as a person. So, like, I mean, your grades aren't that great, and you could have done better. Did you know that? Yeah. And so it's like, oh God, I. Uh, now I can hear her say things like that. She doesn't say things. I'm not getting grades in anything, but she says things, and it's like. I have to remember that you were raised by two people who were born in the 1910s who have dumb ideas. And there's like books on it. It's like inner child work, whatever. But being able to see my mom like, oh, in the same way that I'm still dealing with my childhood stuff, you're obviously still dealing with stuff from people who grew up before women had the right to vote and who grew up black in the South and uber Christian. And you're dealing with some crazy crazy and i love you so much yeah i'm not gonna take that on though but i love you so much i think that's it like every generation needs to like fix it and that's like just looking at like it's different with my mother because she's like literally has a bunch of mental health issues that she's not gonna fix (laughs) 
for the ones that aren't, it's like they haven't gotten the skills. Yeah. This they went from hitting your kids to oh we can't hit them, so we'll actually emotionally abuse them. Yes. Um <laughs> and now our generation has to learn not to weaponize words. Yes. Um so that's the that's our thing. Yeah. So I don't know what Gen Z's is. <laughs> I don't know what we'll do to Gen Z. We'll yeah. just throw milk on them and they're <laughs> to their kids they'll be like, We won't throw milk yeah, on our children. We're, we're gonna it's we're putting a line in the sand. It stops with us. No <laughs> yeah. more milk throwing. Uh-huh. I'm I'm just hoping we continue to get better, but it is frustrating. Like, I feel like I'm advancing past where my mom yeah. did emotionally in some ways just because I've had the freedom to do so. Yeah. I'm hoping I have a nephew who I love to death. I'm hoping that he gets the ability to advance past that. I love seeing people, generations, whatever, just like, hey, we're working to be better. Each successive generation isn't going to try to just weigh down this generation uh, with shit from the past. But it's so frustrating to go to, honestly, other parts of the country and see people like, absolutely not. Weighing down our children is part of it. (laughs) They can't be different. They can't express themselves. They have to do this. In fact, we're going to vote against their rights to be anything but what we tell them they should be. And you're like, oh, we're free over here. Like, not free 100%, but we're like a little bit freer and you could be like, yourself and learn what that is and they're like fuck that no absolutely that's what i thought when i heard that like a lot of white women in the states voted for trump yes and i was like oh i think it's it's that uh they had to do this lifestyle so instead of going like i love my child let them have a better life than i did mm-hmm. uh they're going no no no. you gotta experience the same shitty life because now i have to if you get a better life i gotta realize that my life was it could have yeah. been it could have been different <laughs> that people were making choices around me and that led to the shitty situations I found myself in. And I have to say, oh, even though the people that loved me loved me, they also didn't know. And therefore, my life was hard. And so I will pass that hardship on. And that's, yeah. It's so interesting. Actually, that just made me think of something. um, Because I'll I'll, I'll keep this for the Patreon. But um, with everything that's going on in the news, like you'd see some like Christians being very... uh, supportive of israel which i find very interesting because they'll use this thing like well if you were gay in god and it's like i can't be gay where you live yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't oh suddenly you care about gay rights what are you talking about what are you talking about is it great for gays in israel like what do you shut up (laughs) yeah yeah don't act like you're not just misread your own book and you actually want all jewish people to go to israel because you want them to die in this (sighs) rapture that is, I, you're literally not being Christian values. Yes. Uh, I, some of my family is Republic, like Southern Republican black, but voted for Trump. And like a fair chunk of my family is like this. And they are all pro-Israel in this way that's like, why do you want the rapture to happen? <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. And then it's like, what was the other thing? I got some, I keep getting these weird messages where it's like, uh, I know that they must not have followed me before mm-hmm. because they're uh, calling me an American. And I'm like, wow, well, one little video would check. Yeah. <laughs> would, would fact check that. And listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like with the sound on, you'll get it. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a lot of people who are being told talking points because I'm getting a lot of the same messages. But a lot of it is uh, America dropped nuclear bombs on Japan. And it's like, no one's saying that's okay. Actually, yeah, a big we're move. against that. There's a big movie on the regret of that. <laughs> yes. We all went and saw it. He was very, like, he felt very guilty. 
<laughs> it was very much about how ambition and how he was yes. like, oh shit, maybe I should have thought about that. Um, and about how like half of the people even at the time were like, this is bad. Yeah. And successive generations were all like, yeah, we we don't want, we'd like to not do that again. Can we end nuclear proliferation? Yeah. Can we have a better system of communication between countries? And it's these other half of people who were like, no, fuck that. But we don't like that. We're we're also against that. It's such a and it's frustrating, too, because it's well, I'll get these messages like you support. And then they'll say like wild things. And I'll be like, OK, I actively <laughs> <laughs> never said that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, so that that uh, that South stuff really uh, annoys or that kind of like. It makes me feel crazy. Yes. It's like you We're can't like, advocate for one, especially going, well, we love Israel. It's a democracy. And I'm like, okay, but you're actively voting against rights in your democracy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's a democracy, but like the person who's been in power has been in power like many times. And it's a increasingly right wing. Like there's, yeah. there's lots of issues that aren't making that a pure democracy. All the people there don't have rights. Okay, come on, stop. And to say... Oh, um, you know, like, well, the people who uh, voted for Hamas need to be punished. And it's like, okay, well, then you're PM. He's the one who funded him. He's the one who put him into power. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's multiple sources. And 70% of the population were under uh, 13 when Hamas came in. And if if we're going by that logic, then everybody who votes for Trump need to also pay for his crimes. Yeah. So if he goes, I know he's not going to prison, but it's like, if he did, you know, no one is, should be held accountable for your government. And and I keep thinking about like, when the IRA, so I was eight when the IRA, and it's, it's hard because it's very easy for people to go, that's a different situation. Mm -hmm. And because it's not, um, what's happening there feels like ira uh england on crack cocaine like okay. it's, do you know what i mean it's like it's like it's all of our troubles folded into a month yeah um but still like the last bombs was oma bombing and um i was eight when that happened mm-hmm. and i only remember it via the news i was in the south so i was probably two hour three hour drive away from where it happened mm-hmm. um but you know, could you imagine if England, an English soldier was walking down and sat eight-year-old me and shot me yeah. for the IRA? And it's like, that makes no that sense. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you just feel like trying to empathize with people now. And they're like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. You're an anti-Semitic. What? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Because I don't want, truly, it's, it's now a magnitude of, it's like one, look, how many people died it was they were like they were like this is our 9-11 and so it was it's like it, more than 10 to 1 as far as like how many palestinians have died versus how many yeah. israelis have died and it's like and you guys are like no this is fine this yeah. is fine leland's um mom's friend messaged me and mm-hmm. she was like basically like bringing up that her family had passed away in the holocaust which is obviously devastating and we've, yes. all, and we've all learned that in yeah. history that's why Palestinians are saying, but learn our history because it's not mainstream. Yeah. And it's like, and then it, if you know the histories, you you can see the pattern. You can see why this happens. You can see that it's not in a vacuum. Um, and you can see that there is, uh, you know, like um, second class citizens. There's, yeah, there's so much. And it, even when you learn the history, you don't automatically blame Jewish people who ran away from, um, from Europe. You yeah. go, oh, they came. This was set up because Zionism set up 
in the late 1800s. Yeah. And you, you go, oh, they fled. And, and a lot of their accounts are, we came to ghost towns, but we were told these people just left. So like when you do, you kind of go, okay, so you know what I mean? You, you don't, and it, the problem is people think if you learn the history, you're going to go, fuck this certain amount of this, these people, but you're yeah. not, you're able to go, okay, it's, it's people in government, it's people in power, it's the Brits, it's the, it's the, the empower Zionists yes. telling them brainwashing, all of this stuff. Mm. So it's really important because then you understand why Palestinians have experienced so much, uh, you know, the Nakba, the uh, great, um, great, a catastrophe um and all of that stuff to circle back what was my point i can't remember i oh also oh, exactly. his his uh mom's best friend messaged me yes. saying my family died, died in the holocaust uh you need to understand that like um we can't let another holocaust happen and uh uh I, yes i'm not happy with the government there but we they're doing like you know whatever something something implying like yeah. that justifies what's happening no. now uh and uh i love your comedy so leave your page to comedy uh leave out politics which is like you don't get to dictate what i do yeah it's something i've built and grown and uh, sorry i've been talking about i've, yeah, I've posted about israel palestine for years yeah <laughs> like you, <laughs> this is something not, new uh, completely un you're not jerry seinfeld and you're, you're, you're like normally i talk about sheets and fitted yeah. sheets or something but now it's this there is literally a video on my page from a year ago that i got a lot of trouble for but anyway um to say that was so frustrating because it was like your you, your message is opening with guilting yeah there are people who are currently dying by the thousands more right now yes uh and um uh to say leave out politics is like you don't get to tell me no yeah so like that sort of stuff is like it's because it's like yeah, i have a platform and comedy is also about politics yes and, it is um and yeah and everything i've said hasn't been i've always said yeah of course that's awful what happened on october 7th but also here's like a history podcast yes. <laughs> here's like because if you don't understand the if you don't you can't just dehumanize all the people yeah anyway thank you for letting me vent that out no i just <laughs> it, it is i was abroad for like all of october and so it was weird to just be like oh i'm sorry i'm in a completely different place but i'm seeing all this stuff go on and like i can't be at these marches and i tried to look up marches in rome but i'm like i don't know where marches <laughs> are i don't even know where i am but yeah. man just to see all that and then have conversations with some people that were like no this is good and you're like you sound like a maniac yeah because the thing is if we can't live in a society where because then they're like oh well you can't negotiate with terrorists which is like a constant like what i'm hearing now is people say repeat phrases or whatever and it's like try yeah <laughs> and just see like because you need to prioritize the safety of the hostages and the safety of the people it's an occupied ter territory they deserve to be safe too and even if you're saying well it's you know okay if you're like oh well hamas is shooting a rocket from that hospital yeah Okay, so you know, why would you then level the... You know they're running around. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, That's not going to get them. It's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It, it's just all of it. It's like, take a break, figure it out, figure out how to do it in mm -hmm. the lens of we are living in... We are a democracy. Yeah. There is an inter international law. There's humanitarian law. And figure it out because it's like... Then you're no better. You're like, you're no... You're, what is this? It was so frustrating. This is one thing that I saw a lot of. There's a speech 
by George W. Bush after this. And he's like, well, we got to get the terrorists. We got to do whatever it takes. And I was like, did you learn nothing? Yeah, yes. did you, we you've said similar words. And you saw that how that led to a 20-year conflict mm. where we didn't get them. Yes. Where, in fact, we destabilized an entire region. You, you learned nothing from that. And you're like, yep, commit genocide. <laughs> what? 100%. And, like, the lies that I spread as well about, like, um, like it's like it's so oh you don't have any friends who are muslim you don't have any palestinian friends or you don't have any arab friends because if you did you would like because like they're also saying i don't want any jewish people killed i don't want this you know i didn't i didn't want my dad to be a refugee i didn't want um you know we want peace and 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 you know and to like to even if you even if you look at the oslo agreement they had actually kind of offered up a lot to look for this this peace that they were they were kind of nearly the losing side in that so it's just like if it's like really frustrating because uh you know Kelly shared a great thing today about uh go- Kelly what's her last name Kelly oh god Kelly what color is her hair J- uh Jaffer's girlfriend oh yeah Kelly oh yeah anyway she's great I we are sh- friends why can't I think of her last name uh, I know it's it's like an American name it is she's from North Carolina I'm from North Carolina uh but she shared today about how Bachman. Bachman, right? It's, yeah, it feels like very like yeah. strong American. Yeah, I don't know, like like something from a nineteen twenties movie. They're like, are we going to get? Or how do you do? How do you do that? Like a, what's that? What's that accent? Where it's I'm, like, I'm so curious. Yeah, you know the one where uh, they're like that not uh, trans accent. What's it called? Transylvania accent. Transatlantic. Transatlantic, and they're like, hey, sh- sugar, what's it? What's it? What? what? Is <laughs> <laughs> You're like some like at heart. What's that accent? Uh, um, when I think of a transatlantic accent, I think it's like, like I'm really bad. Va- like it's like kind Marilyn of Monroe, Brad- British and, and mid Atlantic. But um, oh, so the things and the things and the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do yes. they call women, sweetie pie or something? Sugar, sweetie pie. This is like sh- yeah, sugar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just saw a some like at heart. Um, uh, yes yeah. thank you thank you so that's what it sounds like it sounds like one of those guys who'd be like oh sh- uh, oh sugar with the with the cigarette and the hat you know you know what i'm talking yes, about uh, and he has a strong jaw yeah of yeah. course um, mr Very blackman yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but um but yes yeah, so uh uh she shared about the protest that like there's a lot of disinformation and like so mu- i saw some videos and also weird things that are like it's it, i just I noticed it more in one direction than another, probably. But I will say, I saw one advertisement that was like a lady in a wheelchair, and it's like Hamas took this woman. Give money to Israel. Hamas is bad. I feel like this is fake. I, yeah, yeah. This feels pretty fake, but some people are like getting riled up by that. I mean, we got eggs thrown us at a, at a protest, and it, even at the p- point that we were there, they were saying ceasefire. They weren't singing the river to the sea, but also the river to the sea song has been explained by so many Palestinians saying it's not for genocide. It's about living freely amongst the land and not having to like have a visa or like, you know, get to. So, and a lot of people have even said that is a song that could even mean two state. It's not saying at all to, uh, to kill and it, the words don't even say that so to misinterpret or like the to spread willfully of, misinterpret yeah and so kelly said that basically that like there's a lot of jewish people at home and it's a call it's not a those songs aren't a call for genocide it's to end genocide and for peace and and uh the protests have and any protest i've been to nearly all of them and they've been very peaceful i've always left before the police come because i'm scared mm-hmm. yeah fair. Uh, when it gets too like they'll pass down and be like we're gonna barricade so if you're okay with getting arrested i'm like no i have a visa I'm good, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I better let you go because we definitely went over time. Ah. But where can everybody follow you? So everyone can follow me at Kanice Mobley on Instagram, on Twitter. I get, I have a Facebook page. People like that, I guess. Um, yeah, I uh, I have shows and they're on my website and you should check it out. Uh, when was this going to come out? Um, I think maybe... I'm thinking maybe uh, next week because uh, I have you, Carmen, and Mohanad. So I just have to check and see which one I'm going to put out first. But I think I'll put yours out next week first. Okay, cool. Then, okay, if you are in the Boston area, please come to my one-person show at the Somerville Theater on December 8th, 7 p.m. The show is called Don't Kill Yourself Yet because, well, don't. So go see the show. Okay, um, and love yous, and um, my special, I think, will be out by the time, so it's old at this point. It's just we've had it in the bank for so long. Um, so make sure to check that on YouTube. It's on my YouTube at Katie Will Comic, and then my Don't Tell is out on Don't Tell, and then I, I'm, I'm probably going to be in Dublin doing a show, but we're going to be changing the dates because I'm not staying as long, so I'll figure that out and let you guys know, but it'll be all in my link tree in the bottom of the description. And Patreon video is up there, forward slash the ship Patreon. Love you all. Bye. Yay. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.